Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Janet Folk. She's the Chief Strategist at Folk Communications and Research. Janet, welcome to the show. Morning. Happy to be here, Kelsey. Wow, excited to have you. So, Janet, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. I am a public relations and marketing communications professional, and I've worked in this field for more than 30 years. Uh, I also have experience in higher education and Wall Street and working with law firms, small business owners, and consultants. Oh, wow. Is I help them to get in the news so that they can attract more clients, they can be top of mind with their referral sources. They can even attract more employees because who doesn't want to work for that hot company that's always getting in the news? I also help people polish their LinkedIn profiles. I help them to publish articles. I help their website content, uh, presentations, almost anything that is writing, and it can be across different platforms. Interesting. So to your first point of you know helping people get in the news, talk to me a little bit about why people want to be in the news, like besides like what you said, attracting new clients? Well, there are some other reasons. Um, for example, let's say that you're in a difficult situation and you want to build an alliance with other people who are in your industry or in your community. So being in the news can help you to raise that issue. Uh, maybe you serve on the board of a nonprofit. You can mm -hmm. be an advocate for their cause by raising the issue and talking about it in the media. So it's not only about attracting business or keeping in touch with your last clients mm -hmm. and being top of mind with your referral sources and, as I said, attracting employees. But there are other lateral reasons that are not necessarily business-driven that people might want to be seen in the news. If you mm -hmm. think about it, reporters call the people they know they don't call someone that they've never heard of. And we can talk a little later about how to introduce yourself to a reporter in a professional manner. Yeah. But I think conference organizers call. They call the people that they see in the news. Mm -hmm. People who have their finger on what's happening in the pulse of the industry mm -hmm. or in the particular community. Mm -hmm. So those are other not necessarily directly business-related issues but issues why people would want to be seen in the news. Yeah, interesting. So kind of to your point of, you know, starting starting fault communications and research, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you've been able to grow the business over the years. Well, I think that there are five ways that you can be getting business. And in fact, I've written about this. I call this your marketing RBI. Now, I know we're not in baseball season yet, but we will be. And so think about how you can be performing these different activities so that you can grow your practice or your business. Mm -hmm. So the first one is networking, right? Networking, and that means getting out there and meeting people who may not necessarily give you business, but you never know who stands in another person's circle. Mm -hmm. And that person, that third party, could be interested in your goods and your, your products and your services. Mm -hmm. So networking is first. And it could be that you're part of a heterogeneous group, like a Chamber of Commerce or a BNI, Business Networking International. Or it could be that you're part of a professional membership organization 
or it could be that you're part of an industry trade association. So there are different ways that you can be networking. And don't forget, you know, local community organizations or even alumni organizations. Mm -hmm. That's the first way, networking. Second way is speaking. Here I am, Kelsey, talking to you on a podcast, and people across the country are going to be listening to this podcast, and they're going to find out about me. It's also giving webinars and giving presentations where you can talk about issues. And think about partnering up with someone, someone who is a referral source or someone who is a previous client, where you can talk about your services and the success that you had together, right? The success that you had with your client or the success that you had with a client of your referral source. Mm -hmm. Now, the third way is writing. I have a monthly newsletter. And so it went out today, and it's called Five Tips to Maximize a Media Interview. So I am sharing my professional expertise with other people. I have more than a 1,000 subscribers to my monthly newsletter. And guess what? They take my newsletter, and they share it with other people in their circle. I don't know where this newsletter is going, but it be that someone else is going to read it third or fourth hand, and then they'll get in touch with me. You can also be writing ebooks. You can also be publishing articles. You can publish your articles in your trade association newsletter or in your professional membership association newsletter or in a magazine or um, a newsletter that is published by some other entity. Mm -hmm. have networking, speaking, writing. Now, the fourth way is participate actively in the trade association of your target market. One of my target markets is attorneys who have a small firm or who have a solo practice. And so I belong to two groups. One is called Deliberate Solos, and it's a networking group of attorneys who, by design, have a solo practice. So they might do trusted estates or they might be criminal defense, but in any event, they have a solo practice. And so when they get an interesting case and they want to publicize it, they don't know what to do. So they call me because I always know. <laughs> Other organization I belong to is women-owned law. So that is for women who are partners at a law firm or who have their own solo practice or their own small firm or women-owned businesses like myself who serve the legal market. Now, the fifth way is promote everything that you do online. Now, what do you think I did just before this call? I posted on LinkedIn about the monthly newsletter that I wrote this month talking about five ways to maximize a media interview. So I call this my marketing RBI. And every week on Thursday, I sit back and I say, did I hit it out of the ballpark? Did I do some networking, whether online or in person, introducing people to each other or mm -hmm. media? Mm -hmm. Did I speak in some point? Did I, or set up an arrangement to speak? I'm speaking at a conference in April. Did I do some writing? Well, yes, I did. I published my newsletter. Did I do something active in my trade association? Well, I'm going to have to work on that because I didn't do that this week. And then the fifth line, printer everything that you do online. And by doing this on Thursday night, I know I still have Friday where I can step up to the plate and take another swing. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. So you started to talk about, you know, solo law attorneys who own their own practice. Are there other trends in different industries that you work in and kind of like who your ideal client is? 
Well, what happens is my ideal client is facing four choices. They have a situation and they want to improve something about their LinkedIn profile or their newsletter or get in the news. So here are their four choices. One is, well, we got to be successful on our own here without doing this. Do we really need to do this? And they decide, no, it's just too much time and too much money. We're just not going to bother with that. Now, their second choice is, oh, yeah, I can do this. I'll just do this on top of everything else that I'm doing, right? I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to make my best attempt. Well, you know how that's going to work out. The person's going to get frustrated. They're going to spend a lot of time, and it's not going to turn out to the level of quality and professionalism that they would desire. Mm -hmm. So here's your third choice. Well, um, you know, I'm going to take on this project, but you know what? I'm going to have to drop something else. So that means in your professional life or in your personal life with your hobbies and your friends and your exercise routine and your professional development and, you know, all these things, what are you going to drop? You're already working at full capacity and you're going to take on this extra project and yeah. it's just not going to go. Yeah. So here's your fourth choice, right? You're not going to ignore it. You're not going to do it on time south of something. You're not going to drop something. You're going to say, I'm going to hire a professional to take care of this mm -hmm. bit, mm -hmm. so that I can go ahead and run my business the way that I like, and somebody else is going to take care of this for me. Mm -hmm. well, let me show you how this works. I bet, Kelsey, during these two and a half years of the pandemic, at least once or twice, you ordered dinner in. <laughs> Only once or twice. <laughs> Only once or twice. So do you realize, you realize on a functional basis, that you have outsourced your food preparation. So you did not shop, you did not chop, you did not cook, and you probably hardly cleaned up at all because you used paper plates, right? Mm -hmm. So now you outsourced your food preparation. And do you think any less of yourself for having done that? No, you think I'm smart. If I'm supporting my local restaurant, I'm supporting businesses in my community. Self-care. <laughs> So, you know, those are your choices. And so clients come to me because they know they need to do something and they're not going to put it off. They don't want to, you know, do it poorly and they don't want to drop anything else to get it done. So they outsource this project to someone who is a professional and can take care of it for them. And that's what I do. So it may be polishing your LinkedIn profile. It may be getting your news, introducing corners because you're opening a new office or you hired a new person or you're expanding your services or you're speaking at a conference and you want to polish that presentation mm -hmm. or it may be that you want to you know have a newsletter you want to have some marketing literature anything that involves writing and you know you can't do it on top of everything else it needs to get done and so you outsource it to a professional who's going to take care of it yeah. Those are four really, four or five, really, I think you gave really great challenges that your clients have before and why they want to engage with, with full communications and research. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, you gave a teaser at the beginning about how do you introduce people to professionally to a reporter and, you know, what that looks like. Can you walk me through that? Sure. Sure. So I use a tool, it's called a media profile and it's not your resume and it's not your bio. It's a way to say, three answers to questions as a reporter. So the first one is, why you? 
what makes you a reliable and authoritative source on whatever the topic is? Mm -hmm. How can you prove that you know your stuff? Mm -hmm. Now, the second question is, why now? You didn't get in touch with the reporter last week or last month. What is happening now? Is there something in the industry or in the community that people need to know more about? Mm -hmm. And the third question, and Chelsea, this is the most, Chelsea, this is the most important question mm -hmm. and one that should always be top of mind with everything you do. Why should anyone care? Mm -hmm. Why should a business owner or an individual or even a corporate executive care about what it is that is your insight and your recommendation? Mm -hmm. How will it help that person to save time, save money, and make more money? So these are the questions that I think about when I'm developing a tool called a media profile. Mm -hmm. So a media profile gives the contact information of the person and briefly describes in three to five sentences what is their background. Mm -hmm. A business owner, this is their business, these are their services. Then it delves in a little more deeply to be more specific about some of the successes that they might have had dealing with client issues. And then it talks about three trends, three issues that people need to be concerned about, but no one is paying attention and they're kind of flying below the radar. And only a sophisticated person who has a lot of experience can simplify what might be a very complex and technical matter mm -hmm. and explain why people should care. Because if an individual or a business owner or a corporate executive knew what Kelsey and Janet knew, they would save time, save money, and not have to focus on keeping up with regulations or mm -hmm. doing whatever. They could focus on running their business and make more money. Mm -hmm. Now, I once went to an event where a reporter said that what they wanted was a 50-word explanation of what an executive knows about a subject in order to determine whether or not it's going to be worthwhile to contact that executive. Mm -hmm. So you can see reporters want to know what's going to happen before it happens. And so if you can show that you have your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the market or in the industry or in the community, then reporters will want to talk to you because they know what happened already. They want to know what's going to happen. So when you use a media profile to explain why you are a reliable and authoritative source. Mm -hmm. Why now? Because new dynamics are at play or new laws are coming into effect or new trends are emerging and why people should care. Then mm -hmm. you will be the one that the reporter is going to call using this media profile. And if you like, you can include in the show notes a link to a sample media profile that I've developed and a worksheet. Yeah. Our listeners will fill out the worksheet and send it to me. Then we can review it together. I offer a complimentary communications consultation. That's that's wonderful. So aside from this complimentary, you know, communications kind of assessment, this media profile that you're able to assist with and your marketing RBIs, what are some other ways that, you know, folk communications and research is able to stand out from its competition? I think one of the things that differentiates me from some other people who have a similar business is that I have a diversified background. As I said at the beginning, I've worked in higher education 
and I've worked in Wall Street and I've worked in legal services and I've also worked in nonprofit. So I have the ability to get my arms around a business and figure out what is it that they do? Who is it that they need to communicate with? And where is that audience looking for information? I can help tease out what would be those insights know, and figure out where are the places that they need to be seen. Not everybody wants to be in the Wall Street Journal. People think they want to be on the front page of the Wall Street Journal every day, right? And that's not going to happen because a lot of people who are interested in your products and your services are not reading the Wall Street Journal. They're reading the Main Street News, or they're reading the local business journal, Mm -hmm. or they're going to an event. So you have to figure out where your audience is and how you can get across to them Mm -hmm. that you understand their problem and you represent a solution to their problem. Mm -hmm. And that's why they should be dealing with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So, you know, as we start to kind of wrap up our conversation, Janet, is there anything, you know, her, how, how do, how do potential clients would, how would they find you? No, I do have a website, as you can see here, uh, Janet L for love, com, And I'm active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to personalize the invitation to connect with me, mm-hmm. I'm happy to take a look and, you mm-hmm. know, accept that invitation. I do do a lot of speaking. I can speak virtually or in person in the New York area. And they can subscribe to my monthly newsletter and keep up with my tips. I would add that I have a lot of resources for free on my website. And you can review my prior newsletters. You can review articles that I've published in legal publications or in other general publications. And you can get a lot of tips, which often are an aggregation of newsletters that I've previously written. And I, sorry, and I have some ebooks and the, the five uh, methods of getting business that I mentioned, the marketing RBI, that's an ebook that I sell for $9.99. So brilliant. Available. Brilliant. Brilliant. So Jana, as we wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with that we didn't necessarily hit on that, you know, you really want to make sure that they know either you know, about fault communications and research, about public relations in general? I would remind people, as as I said, that you can't be thinking about yourself. You have to be thinking about that other person. And you have to give them enough information so that they will want to do what you are asking to do. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make it clear and obvious to them what that next step is, which could be to make a phone call. You want to make a phone call? Fine. Here's my phone number. You want to visit my website? Fine. Here's a link to my website. You want to subscribe to my newsletter? Fine. Here's a link to that. You want to contact me by email? Fine. Here's uh, my email address. So you want to make it clear to the person that you understand their problem. You have solved their problem before. You're going to confirm that you are the person that you say you are and you direct them to take that next step and make it easy for them to do so by providing the necessary phone number, email address, website, URL, link, and so on. Mm-hmm. 
Fantastic. Well, Janet, this has been a fantastic conversation. You provide amazing insight, you know, in, in all of your experience to public relations and marketing communications. And I really appreciate you sharing, you know, how you were able to scale your business successfully and, you know, just take marketing to the next level with all of your clients. So I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, Jill. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.